My next guest is Eric McHugh. He is a chief growth officer and one of the founders of ShopX. Prior to that, he worked at Snap Bankruptcy Consulting and helped found a social commerce platform with over 100 brands. Eric's hobbies are chess, Muay Thai, cooking, reading, writing, sitting under the sun, sailing, marathon running, hiking, and meditation. ShopX is Web3 Commerce Simplified. Um, they create a new revenue channel for e-commerce brands without diluting the brand value. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Azizi Podcast. I am its host, Samir Azizi, and today we have Eric McHugh from... ShopX. From ShopX. Uh, Eric, great to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You're working in the industry that is uh, very tech-driven and it's sort of on the edge of um, of technology right now and of technological progress. I'm particularly uh, talking about the Web3 technologies. I'm talking about the NFT system that is uh, a part of your business model as well. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about that as well as the current events that we have uh, today in the world. So if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, nice to meet everyone. My name is Eric, 28 years old, born and raised in Southern California, graduated college from UC Irvine. Right, right after that, I worked at Snapchat pre-IPO and post-IPO to see what that was like. Joined a bankruptcy consulting firm after that. Didn't wow, really like that. Yeah. That's that's kind of a contrast. That's random. <laughs> yeah, no. So at that point, I'm... I was getting into, I was really going to deep dive into crypto. And so obviously for the consulting, I saw how much money was wasted. Rage quit that, um, <laughs> helped, helped found. So at that point I was really going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. And obviously you can't really be a consultant, mm -hmm. um, ch charging massive amounts per hour to just sit there to a client and be into crypto. Uh -huh. So after that, I helped found a software, um, a social commerce platform called CartRev. And what that was is a brand on Shopify you can upload all your products to a platform at a discount, at a link, and then your customer can come and sell your product for you. So I could, as a user, see Nike, see Adidas, see Reebok, add all the other products to a link and start selling that. So that was replacing referral codes. Mm -hmm. And now my present project is ShopX. So what ShopX is, it's a bridge for Web2 brands to join Web3. So think of it like Google or Apple, where they have a suite of technologies that enable brands, we do that and we help brands onboard to Web3. Mm -hmm. Right now, right now we have one product live, Reserve X, and it's for Shopify brands. So let's say you're you're um you're a big Shopify brand, you can be a grandma from the Midwest. All you have to do to enter Web3 is download the ShopX app. And from directly within the app, you can deploy your own smart contract. And the cool thing about our smart contract is we made the interface super simple, meaning you could do it within three minutes just by uploading an image, uploading a past description, like setting your price and all that stuff. So my grandma was able to deploy her own smart contract. She's like 80. And so is my 13 year old mm -hmm. cousin. So that's a nice contract or contrast. So for an in uninitiated, could you please talk a little bit about the smart contracts, the contracts and how do they, um, what's their utility, what's their value for the consumer? Cool. So this smart contract really is just um, think of it as a place for you as a consumer to purchase your NFT. So if I want to buy a Nike pass, if I want to buy a Reebok pass, if I want to buy a um, Adidas pass, 
I would go to, I would have to find a smart contract and purchase from there. But for the end consumer, it's really just a landing page. So I think I'm going to um, Reebok.nft.com. So you won't know you're interacting with a smart contract, but you really are. Then you click mint and that's how you would claim your NFT. And so could you tell a little bit about NFTs and what are NFTs and uh, why do people want NFTs? Yeah, so NFTs are the first time that we can have pri um, private property on the internet. So prior to um, NFT, uh, prior to NFTs, um, you could like think of it, um, I could have a picture, but you could have a copy. Um, everyone in the world could have a copy. But now if you own that picture, you own that one unique picture. So there's plenty of use cases for NFTs right now. Like, for example, you could do a collectible version of that. Like if you think of Bored Apes, there's 10,000 of them. There are access passes for a community around the world. You can, and ShopX does e-commerce NFTs. So what that mm -hmm. is, it's a NFT with e-commerce utility. So we're trying to differentiate between NFT and ENFT. So if you have a ShopX ENFT, you can get some e-commerce utility with that. And there's also more use cases. So for example, you could have an NFT that gets you into private events, special pricing, and really just a bunch of stuff. So if a consumers, so ShopX is, is actually a service for retailers, right? Or for businesses, like direct consumer is not your necessarily your uh, customer, but what you provide is a technology that, um, that retailers like the, you know, the brands can use in order to get that consumer engagement and uh, they can participate in the ENFT and NFTs as well. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. How do you see, like, where do you see this NFT uh, thing go? Because let's be honest, right now, NFT market is sort of uh, on the downtrend and uh, the market is pretty much not too bullish on crypto, to, to put it lightly. How do you um, how do you survive? How does the company like that, that is, uh, that is built purely on the idea behind blockchain and NFT technology and yeah. smart contracts, like in this environment, when people just uh, getting laid off and then the companies are going down, what keeps you up at night? And what, what, what actually like, do, how do you sleep at night at all? I sleep very well at night. I, I know the NFT market and the whole crypto market is an absolutely in a downturn. But to be honest, bear markets are better for building just as it's quieter, there's less enthusiasm. In terms of ShopX, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had LA Tech Week in Los Angeles. That's just a place for investors, brands, um, agencies, and all that stuff to meet. Yeah. The hype behind Web3 is real. So we're, um, we're confident in that. And in terms of ShopX surviving the bear market, I, we're thriving the bear market. So for us to survive, for us to thrive, all we have to do is get new business. And then the rest takes care of, it, rest takes care of itself. Is it more of like, is the philosophy or like thinking right now is like, hey, let's just focus on building. And because uh, this is where I come from usually, like, let's just, let's just get the clients in the pipeline now. Yeah, maybe there is no hype behind that, but let's just keep them in the door. And then once it's there, everyone is already kind of like well positioned for that. Is that how you sell um, that idea to the clients? Yeah, to be honest, it's not a tough sell for a client. But yes, we're just trying to get, we're trying to onboard clients. Mm -hmm. And in reality, since our NFTs have actual like use case value, it's not just speculation. So, mm -hmm. for example, the client, when they upload their ENFT, their customers can mint, they will get it, they get instant revenue. So they're obviously on board for that. And mm -hmm. then once the customer owns the reserve pass NFT, a, a cool thing is like, let's say I'm a customer, I purchase a pass from a brand, the brand value goes up. So does the value of their NFT. So it's a great way for value to be shared directly between the brand and consumer versus mm -hmm. the shareholders. And forgive me if you mentioned that before, but is the NFTs that consumers will get with their purchases, are there somehow like, I'm assuming they're tradable on some sort of marketplaces as well. Are you providing the marketplace for that? No. So, so once a NFT mints, so when, 
as a brand, you deploy a smart contract with from within Shopify. Your customer then goes to your brand landing page, and then you can mint with either Ethereum. And in our next update, we're adding credit card too, just to make it easier for the consumers. Mm -hmm. And then from there, after your minted NFT, it's just like a normal NFT, meaning you can sell on OpenSea, you can sell on Rarible. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a brand, you can um, as a brand, you'll probably want to program in royalty. So if anyone wants to sell yours on the open market, you can claim your collection and you can get paid on the secondary market as well. Is Shopify one of your main sort of platforms that you are connecting your uh, business model with, or do you have any other platforms that you're working with? Shopify, we're presently on Shopify. We're recommended for their blockchain services app. Right now we're in the build for two of them. I don't want to say any names because of NDAs, but uh, two out of the big four. So Shopify is one of the big ones and there's three other big ones. We're presently building with two of the other platforms and working with their teams, but they want slightly different things. Like Shopify wanted something slightly platform A wanted something slightly different. Like for example, they mm -hmm. want to cut up, they want to cut up each individual transaction. So we have to program that in. Whereas and then they'll help us onboard brands. So we're gonna work with three out of the four, ideally by the end of the year. And then uh, yeah. You know, I'm hearing uh, more and more that Shopify is into this, you know, crypto game. Uh, they're all their like Shopify apps and all of that include like some vendors with uh, crypto cashback. Now I'm hearing about NFTs. It sounds like used to yeah, I used to think like Shopify is like Amazon for like a private individual kind of thing. You build your yeah. own store, but now it's like a lot about you know Web three and technology. Like, do you think they're leading the way into like? Uh, that revolution to Web3, are they like the main player? And Because I see a lot of brands trying to work with them and like integrating with them through their marketplace of apps and stuff. Um, brands want to work with them. Or companies like ShopX would like love working with Shopify just because that's where the brands are. Mm -hmm. So they're enabling their brands to connect to Web3 and it's up to the companies to help their brands in the best way possible. Talk to me a little bit about your journey in uh, cryptocurrency. You've mentioned that you discovered crypto sometime around uh, your work in the consultancy after uh, after your employment at Snap. Talk to me a little bit about you know your crypto journey in terms of how did you realize about it and when did it snap for you? Besides just being like the hype, like oh, yeah. like everyone's buying and selling, but why did it actually? When did you actually understood like the value? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I first got into it in college. Um, not. Through the Silk Road, definitely not through the Silk Road. But at that point, I just like quickly bought as a quick <laughs> I, buy. -in. I see you're smiling. <laughs> yeah. Not nah, yeah, that's not what happened. But yeah, hey, so as that, a guy, as a guy who went to UCSB, like I know a lot of guys who who use the Silk Road for for a lot of other things. I don't need, don't even know what that is. But <laughs> hypothetically, that's when I first heard about it. But at that point, it would would have been just like a buy and sell without reading into it. Mm -hmm. And then 2016, me and my close friend. Um, that's when we started um, massively listening to the podcast, reading all the blogs, reading all the books, reading all of that. So that's, and at that point, um, he's at Coinbase right now. So he worked at Kraken. And so we nice. had our separate crypto journeys, mm -hmm. but at that point we're getting into it together. And so that's like, you know, you're texting your group, you're like, you're saying, Hey, check out this tweet. Oh, dude, you need to watch this video type of thing. So it was me, him and another dude who's at Kraken right now. So we were like a trio learning together. So that was fun. And at that point I was working at, um, the consultant agency, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the, the plus about that is, so the incentive isn't to do good work. If you know anything about certain consultants is to build more, more hours. Yeah. So I was, so I was taking forever. <laughs> I was double checking my work twice type of thing. But at that point I was just like straight listening to podcasts, reading books while building hours. I'm just like, well, this, this does not align at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then I, I quit that right after I got my bonus, obviously. Uh -huh. And then, um, yeah, I was going to crypto meetups and then I found the ShopX team and then it, it was so, all. So, so hold on a second. You, you, you quit your job 
just like knowingly quit your job without any sort of uh, fallback. You just wanted to like dedicate your time to crypto, and uh, that's what you were doing after that. Yeah, I mean, um, so I well, I quit. I waited for my bonus, and then I quit. Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, at that so you had some cushion, is what you're saying, to like feel a little bit more. Um, like, yeah, flexible, I'm like flexible I'm, also, I'm not I'm never. I'm never going to be worried about finding a job. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I can probably just find a job pretty easily, and then mm -hmm. I, found, I found a job pretty easily. So. Yeah, so you went to like a crypto startup and meet uh, sort of crypto meetups, and you found you said you found some people from ShopX. Correct. Yes, I found the original ShopX team. How was how was that? What was that about? Like, what was their product when you found them, and uh, at what point uh, you guys decided to team up? Um, so I interviewed the next week after that. Um, mm -hmm. It was a different name that we can't we're not going to talk about, but um, sure. Yeah, so that was still NFTs before. Um, it's going to be so ShopX is going to be a global marketplace. Mm -hmm. For each individual um, NFT or each individual SKU as a product, we'll have its own individual NFT and they can track everything that way. So we were building that before NFTs were actually a thing. So a cool thing is we actually wow. launched our first e-commerce NFT in, um, mm -hmm. in 2018 on Rospin or Rinkby, one of those testnets, but we had the transaction to prove it. So once mm -hmm. NFTs became like more like, like once the ERC 721s came out and all that stuff, that really just like, oh, this is going to be great. And then all smooth sailing from there very cool from your personal point of view the idea behind startups right now and, and the the startup in, environment right now and venture capitalism behind it with global market conditions right now and the if we're talking about web3 startups like with the current cryptocurrency crash do you see hurdles in progress in terms of venture capitalists are kind of more on the sidelines and they don't want to like helicopter money too much into startups? How do you see this whole environment and what do you see in the future? Like, let's say in the next 12 months. Um, that hasn't been my experience, but I'm sure it is. I mean, think about it. if I were, if I were in venture capital, I would think this would be a great entry point for a cool project. Just because everything sort of like the buy, buy the deep uh, mentality. Yeah, correct. Correct. And it's, it's common for, um, people to do something called like a drawdown contract where it's like you do a small allocation now, which would give you discount access in the future. So that's um that's something some a lot of crypto startups are doing right now to help help protect the VC as well. Are there any other projects that you're actively looking at right now, just like observing and you don't have to tell any names, but like as a concept, like what do you look at? For example, I'm very interested in the idea of uh, network state introduced by Balaji Srinivasan. Uh, about like uh, countries, countries in the cloud, and uh, you know, protected by the blockchain technology and verified identity through like uh, encrypted passports and all of that. Um, are you following anything else like that? Like, what's the next step in the revolution? What's the next step in this whole uh, in this whole game of Web three and blockchain and, and crypto? Yes, I have a couple projects I personally like, and um, I never ask someone what they like. I just ask them what they what's in your portfolio because I find that's just gets cuts skin, right to the bull cuts right in the, the game yeah yeah, yeah. Skin in the, oh yeah to love but um yeah so I, I like um obviously i like obviously i love bitcoin love mm -hmm. ethereum i i love shopx i have something called beco economy and i'm looking at prasaga right now mm -hmm. um i got wrecked on the soul luna avax thing hey, it happens to the best of us yeah. Yeah. You, you live and you learn and I'm, I'm I'm most excited about zero knowledge proofs and rollups because that can drastically decrease the cost of minting an NFT. And from mm -hmm. a ShopX perspective, as a as a major brand attaching an NFT to your millions of SKUs, they can't exactly pay a gas fee for each transaction. So that's what I'm excited about. Speaking of gas fees, with the recent Ethereum merge and Ethereum for some reason after that going down, while a lot of let's say retail 
um, people were thinking it's going to go up. Like, what say you about that kind of a occurrence that it didn't go exactly as, you know, like mainstream media would think it would go? Well, that tends to be a trend. When retail thinks it's going up, it's going to dump. Right. You sell, you sell the news, right? Yeah. I see. What's, uh, what's it like to be at ShopX for you right now? What's your day-to-day look right now? Because you're, uh, you're, you're in charge of growth. So that, that's a very, uh, I would say, uh, it's a huge responsibility, you know, based on my experience. Yeah. So uh, my day-to-day at ShopX is fantastic. Our team is decently sized. I would say we're 12, but we outsource a bunch of work. The reason I chose growth is just because I consider my responsibility to be the growth for token holder value. So whatever that means for the token holder value, I'm game for it. So that could be a sales call. A lot of times it's customer success. That could be um, doing QA for product. It could be helping with new features. It could be um, like running Scrum. Really whatever I need to do to increase the value for our ShopX license holders is that's what I consider growth. Now I'm also good at building awareness. So that's what I like doing that. Now, Eric, I've noticed that you're uh, you're a guest in various podcasts. What what sort of sparked your uh, desire to do so many podcasts, and what is your experience so far of doing so many interviews? Oh, it's fun. I mean, because the cool thing about podcasts is you're talking to someone like yourself who's genuinely interested in crypto, and I think we can both talk about crypto for days. From a more from a more business perspective, it helps with uh, SEO and getting the ShopX name out there. So during the bell market, get as ma- get a, as many podcasts as they come. Once ShopX is booming and during the bull bull run, you know, like you're new to the crypto, you're like what is a ShopX? And you start googling it. You want to see a bunch of names out there, right? And yeah, it's it's just enjoyable. Yep, this is incredibly incredibly great marketing tool, and of course, this is a great value for the customers and just listeners to learn about your company and to learn about your product and the value that it brings. Do you ever speak with like people who are absolutely like do not know about crypto, do not know about NFTs? And uh, how do you talk with people like that? If you do, how do you explain that to them? Is that is are you willing to go to on a podcast that, like, for example, about real estate and somehow like talk about your stuff? Like, would you be able to adapt to that? Yeah, no, uh, it's actually pretty interesting. So I, I haven't none of that has been aired yet, but I've been on a couple podcasts recently that really didn't have anything to do with NFTs. One's a growth agency i'm going on like an arc beauty one like next week so i mean my so my goal in life is to have a nice peaceful life i can't do that with the money being fucked up i realize the best way to unfuck the money is crypto the best way for me to get into crypto is to onboard as many people into web3 as possible so that's what how, that's my alignment for shopx like for example they send nike they launch one nft product millions of people now have nfts they start learning about themselves and so on that line of thought, I actually prefer to go on podcasts with brand new users who aren't really familiar with crypto and try to be the bridge between a between them and hopefully getting their first like Bitcoin transaction or something. And then from there, the incentive structure lines up. I agree completely. I, I've uh, eventually learned that the, the true value of crypto and let's say a coin such as Bitcoin, for example, is is mainly like how many people believe in it. And uh, the true value of, of, of Bitcoin is its network. Yes. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, the more people can get on board, the, the better it is for everyone, for everyone in terms uh, for everyone who's holding it. And eventually, uh, once it becomes, let's say, a currency as as it meant to be, uh, yeah. then the, the true revolution starts, which leads me to the next question is I, I recently read the White House note about cryptocurrency and stable coins and regulations. There's more regulations uh, coming up. Uh, IRS just hired 85 or whatever, uh, thousands yeah. and thousands of agents and, uh, God knows what they're going to do. Um, 
where do you see all this coming? Is this good for crypto? Is this bad for crypto? What's uh, what about people who hold crypto right now and they see all these regulations? What would uh, what, what are your thoughts about the government starting to get involved? Oh, I mean, uh, to be honest, I view every single event as neutral, and whatever meaning you wanted to assign to that, it's totally up to you. Some trees are going to view it as a positive. Like for example, IRS is getting involved. They're signing eight, 85k new people. You can view it as, oh, shit, they're probably going to screw it up. They're going to tax people. Or you can view it as, hey, they're actually viewing it as a real thing. So I'm choosing, I'm choosing it to view it as a stamp of approval as this is a thing going forward. But do you think it's going to uh, make things more difficult? And do you think maybe there's like a thing where like, oh, like the government is getting threatened. The Federal Reserve is getting threatened. They're trying to devalue the dollar. They're trying to like deplace, deplatform the United States dollar with the, with the cryptocurrency that does not belong to any of the countries that is not backed by uh, violence, let's say. Uh, oh, no, they are 100% getting threatened, <laughs> but they've already lost. So what are they going to do? Do you think they're already lost? Do you think the, the revolution cannot be stopped at this point? I think it reached terminal velocity a couple of years ago. How come? I don't know. Just the um, there's certain because the floor is set. There's there's gonna be a certain price where people just won't sell. Do you think Bitcoin is here to stay, or are we gonna switch to some sort of a United States dollar stable coin, whatever digital stuff? I think they'll try. I think Bitcoin's here to stay. Personally, the USDC scares me. That's just a um. That's just another version of the SDR, which I find terrifying. For example, if the US, if um, the US dollar is a stablecoin thing, they can do something like, oh, I don't like what you're listening to. Looks like you're off your money. Mm -hmm. Oh, you um, consumed too much gas this week. No more gas for you, cut off. So that's terrifying. Something similar happened, I think, last winter or even earlier than that here in Canada where uh, due oh, to yeah. certain political fundraising, um, without mentioning any policies, uh, yeah. banks were basically obligated to block certain uh, individual bank accounts based on the contributions that they've meant to, made to a GoFundMe page. I think that yeah, was, no. this was for uh, Canadian truckers, I think, they were protesting or something like that. I'm not taking any sides here, but I'm just saying Canada has uh, a precedent now for that type of operation and hence... Uh, yeah, definitely. There's more thoughts on on, on, yeah. on those kind of concepts that you just listed about those threats. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take sides. And what, what the Canadian government did in that particular situation was terrible. And it set a terrible precedent for around the world. Trudeau definitely shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's uh, extremely controversial. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen. What's going to happen next with that. But uh, the, the, my thing is that with crypto being... Uh, so unpopular and I'm, I'm, there's it's still popular within you know the the enthusiasts the, the maximalists you yes. know, we're, but but as in like retail and i and i've talked to retail um, customers with crypto pretty much every day uh, just part of my job uh, there's just no enthusiasm as, and they're trying to stay away from it and they're just and a lot of them just got burned they tried to get you know on they get they tried to get in the game when the crypto was on top and obviously they lost a lot of money uh what do you say to those people and uh how do we how do we get back that enthusiasm and and let's 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 just keep these two questions and i'll i'll, I'll uh, ask a follow-up yeah like to be awesome so for your first question it depends on who i'm talking to if it's my mom i'll push harder like mom just buy it which is what i did which mm -hmm. is what i do like mom buy 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 
mm-hmm. but if it's someone random it's like oh okay well it's not for you yet just keep an eye on it because the whole point it's a touch point thing so for example the new crypto user he talks to me about it now he's, he's interested in about that and then once the hype comes back then i'll get that text which has happened plenty of times like oh mm-hmm. should i should i buy bitcoin now i'm just like well you should have bought when i told you but yeah go mm-hmm. do it now so it's, it's a touch point thing they hear about it once they hear about it twice they hear about it three times four times they ignore it eventually because at that point they're paying attention and then the then usually the price action will draw them in and they buy the buy the top they then it crashes yep. but then then they get formed as a hodler at that point so then the new floor is created and just builds on itself that does make sense in your opinion when will we see a bull market in cryptocurrency and at what point it will decouple from the actual stock market um if we're judging my past trends i really and don't hope- like yeah, obviously you're not a financial advisor, so it's yeah. just like a speculation. Yeah. Yeah. As a non-financial advisor and someone who doesn't like to predict price trends, I would say 2024, based on previous data from the halvings, is when we um when we go full bull run. Eric, I have a last question for you. In in the past, uh, let's say per month, how many times do you make a crypto transaction? As in, like you try to purchase something using a cryptocurrency. How many times per month do you do that? Mm. Um, not very often. I would say once or twice a month. When I get my when I get my salary, I just buy the coins I like. Understood. Eric Mikey, thank you so much for uh being a guest on my podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate ShopX for uh for their time to talk to us here. No worries. Thank you for having me. It was a fantastic time. Really appreciate it. How can people reach out to you? How can they find more about uh ShopX? Yeah, so your listeners can go to shopx.co, S-H-O-P dot C-O. Our Twitter and Instagram handles is shopxlabs. And if you want to reach out to me personally, my Instagram is Eric D. McHugh. It's more of a business tool. And my email is eric at shopx.co. So if you have any questions about ShopX or general crypto questions, I'm more than happy to help out. Thank you so much, Eric. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Azizi Podcast. Don't forget to check out Eric's Instagram and ShopX website as well. And of course, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and other platforms at AZZ. Subscribe and like, and of course, uh, rate us five stars on all the platforms that you're listening on. Thank you so much. It was Azizi Podcast.